Welcome back, everyone, to our last half hour of Real Presence Live today. My name is Tim Moser, coming at you from the Fargo Studios, downtown Fargo, between the railroad track and the cathedral. That's where we are, the Meadowlark Building. I'd like to thank Eli for producing today and everyone hanging around here helping us out. I'd like to thank Deacon's Jim, Deacon Jim Agle and Deacon Jim Hunt, that last segment, talking about their work in the nursing homes, the respective nursing homes they work at, and uh, the great ways they can bring Christ to others. And so that's, that's wonderful. Well, this half hour, I'd like to share uh, a real story with you. Um, toward the end of March, uh, when this COVID was starting to uh, make it big, we, uh, my wife and I decided that my mom should be with us. We didn't want to have be in the situation where we couldn't see her for weeks on end. And long story short, she's living with us now. But I want to share some of that story with you. My wife is with our son, Romeo, and on the phone... Uh, honey, can you, are you able to talk for a minute and tell a little bit about, um, she's a nurse at Riverview where mom lived and, uh, how we came to that decision and, and maybe some of the benefits that we've had, uh, with having mom in our home, hon. Um, well, first of all, we noticed how it was affecting her not being able to see her every day because mm-hmm. you used to go every day and have lunch with her and gradually they said, you know, it was going to become more restrictive so you couldn't see her every day and it was concerning to us not knowing how she is because when you talk to her on the phone because of a short-term memory loss then you can't really determine how she's doing when a person gets to that stage of life so really it was important for you to see her every day and that was not a possibility so we had to make the decision to take matters into our own hands and bring her out and she was quite compliant. She was willing to come out, she, even though she didn't really realize what was happening. We just kind of made the decision for her and knowing, well, in consultation with all your siblings, obviously, that it was the right thing to do because nobody knew how long the lockdown was going to be and how how severe it was going to affect her. So, I don't know if you want to a little more yeah, that's right. No, thanks. I, I, I totally agree. This is one thing, you know, we, we'd prayed about, we talked about with mom, and quite honestly, you know, Veronica was kind of the, you know, the leader. The, she, she has, as wives often do, has a way of seeing the big picture. She could see how mom not being able to see me every day was, was really, was really uh, starting to, to wear on her in, in so many ways. And, and so we decided to do that. And we didn't know how long it would be, but my biggest fear, and I think Veronica talked about it, was you know, with her losing her short-term memory, is she going to remember us? If we can't see her for, you know, a month, two months, three months, you know, what, what's, what's going to happen? And, and, and that could be very, very difficult. And so when we decided to take her out, as Veronica said, she was very compliant. And it, it, it took some time, right? I, I have too much stuff. I had too much stuff when I got married to Veronica. I moved out five or six van loads. I'm not kidding. Van loads, yes. Took to, you know, various charities. And did the same this time. You know, and to make room for mom, you know, which which is, which is great, and and that that preparation. Um, but but it's been very very good. I'll talk about the blessings in a little bit. But one story first before I go on with that about worried about the the memory. I have my music stuff that I take around in my pickup, and I, I play music so I can just play outdoors. And I was playing outdoors at um, uh, Riverview one day. This is probably I would guess late April, probably maybe early May. And one of the resident's uh, daughters, her, her mom is having short-term memory loss as well, she came up and she was crying. She said, my mom doesn't know me anymore. She says, I can't even, she doesn't even know me. 
And, you know, that, that was one of our fears. You know, unless you're with them every day, you can see. Already my mom, she asks, what was my husband's name? Uh, you know, and she has, has to go through the children, you know, and, and, and asks us several times a day, several times in the same conversation, where, where each lives, what they do, what their, who their children are. And, and it's fine. We lovingly do that. But, but that's where she's at. And we can't imagine what if she didn't even know us. And, and, and there may come a time when that happens. We're not in total control of that. However, we want to do everything we can to make sure that she has the best quality of life she can as long as she does. Um, and, and, and really, it's, it's been a blessing. Maybe talk about some of the blessings, Veronica, as long as Romeo is going to cooperate. I've got several things I'm going to talk about as far as blessings. But what are some of the positive things you've seen for mom and for our family that have come out of a mom living with us? Well, one thing is she's incredibly easygoing. So when she actually moved into our house, the room that she is in, we have a very small house with a limited number of rooms. Mm-hmm. She was actually in the room, remember, with our little, the baby in our care, right. the baby. Right. She was, and it didn't bother her at all. So she was literally sleeping on a twin bed and had the crib with the foster baby in her room. And it didn't bother her. We went in at night, gave him feeds, and she just, you know, it, it just honestly didn't seem to bother her. She almost enjoyed having company. And gradually, we've obviously moved away from that. But um, you got into the habit of praying the nightly rosary with her on um, EWTN, or else we bring it up on the Apple TV, because obviously we have that technology to be able to decide what time we want to listen to the rosary. And Romeo has really participated. He just loved it. It's a highlight. And even little Quincy, the little foster child in our care, loves that too. He seems to be quite engaged in the rosary, so it's just part of their nightly routine. And then also, um, your mom loves to interact with the boys and sing songs and what are that little Sir Echo? Little Sir Echo, how do you do? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Once I had a sugar dolly. Exactly. And Romeo loves it. I mean, he just has quite a connection with Grandma and she said the amazing thing. She remembers both boys' names. Mm -hmm. they're, they're newer to her life, but she totally remembers them and enjoys their company. So, yeah, that's about all I can think of. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for being on. That, that's my wife, Veronica, by the way, for those of you who are wondering. And uh, she is with our boy, Romeo. He, he has, uh, was born you know, with, with no palate, a lot of you know. Long story short, he has a lot of health issues. He had his palate put in last year, but he never, never took to eating. He had a big oral aversion. And this is the end of the second week. He's been at, at the feeding clinic uh, up at Sanford, and it, it's amazing. He, I, I actually, I, f- I fed him last night in our home a little bit, <laughs> but it's working. So the bottom line, and I, th- and I think mom being around is helping that too. You know, it, it really mm-hmm. is. It's stabilizing a lot of things, and so, so Romeo is is really quite a quite quite a gift to us. A- another thing that I think has been such a blessing is for Veronica and me. Those of you that that raise children know, or it doesn't have to be children. Anytime you and your wife have a shared sacrifice, a shared commitment, the most natural thing, of course, is raising children. We just had a couple deacons in there. You know, we know deacons and their wives, that, that, you know, they talk about the formation, how it draws them closer together. This idea of, okay, not only do we have our child, we have a foster child, and we have my mom now. All three very, very needy, very, very dependent on us. You know, at different, different levels, obviously, at the beginning of life and at the end of life. And just the fact how we get together, we, we plan, we pray, we, you know, and, and you know, you, you can plan as much as you want, but things always happen, right? And so we're just saying, okay, you know, I've, I've got this, you, you know, you can do that, or I've got this. I mean, just, just that instantaneous 
not just even willingness, but eagerness to sacrifice and say, yes, I'll give of myself for, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll change this diaper now. I'll, I'll help your mom now. I'll, I'll go get this, whatever it is, is, is bringing us closer together as well. And, and that's what difficult times do. And I don't want to sit there bragging saying we've got it made. We don't have it made. Okay. I mean, there's times when my selfishness shows forth and it's like, oh, you know, but the, the bottom line is through prayer, through that shared commitment and trusting in God and seeing these boys and my mom as, as true images of God and not burdens, right? Not burdens. And, and it, it, it makes all the difference in the world uh, because we're, we're, we're moving forward with, with that. And, you know, and, and God gives us those blessings. You know, like with Romeo, it, it, it's really a miracle that he's able to eat. I think it's a miracle that my mom is able to engage with the boys, as Veronica said, at that level. And it, it's, it's just amazing. So it's been a great, great blessing for us. Anything else on those, hon, before I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit. Why don't you talk a little about the COVID situation when, and how it came into our house and, and how, oh, wow. and how yeah, go ahead. Yes, our little guy brought it into our house, the little um, baby now care, foster baby. Um, his mom exposed him and then he exposed all of us. So that was a very, very trying time for us. First of all, um, he tested positive and then we weren't sure what, how are we going to care for the three people that we need to care for? So I was dedicated as his caregiver, and uh, you were going to be caring for your mom and Romeo. So obviously I was going to be exposed regularly, and we were just hoping that maybe we'd spare the others from being exposed or from getting it. And so for, I think it was a week or maybe a little over a week that we were kind of separated in our house. Mm-hmm. So it was we, we only kind of met outside at kind of at a distance otherwise we were just staying separate i was living in our bedroom with with a little guy and you you were taking care of the other two and then you tested positive so that was that changed things and we didn't really know what to do now because now how are we going to try and protect romeo and your mom but we were just so blessed that they never showed any symptoms we assumed they did at some point you know they were just asymptomatic we assumed that they probably had it so, but because of all the times that we were tested positive, first Quincy, then you, and then quite a while later, me for work purposes, um, our family, how long was it? Was it almost two months we were in yep. isolation or quarantine? Mm-hmm. So that was really difficult. And once again, we were blessed by caring friends who reached out to us and brought groceries and food and flowers. It was just amazing how we depended on others to help out and they came through. So, okay, I need to go. We have okay. a child that needs care. Exactly. Thanks so much, honey. Appreciate <laughs> okay. it. God bless you. All right. Thanks. You. Bye. That's my wife, Veronica. Again, she's um, working with our boy, Romeo. So thanks so much. Yeah, just to, uh, got a couple minutes here before break, just to add on to the COVID experience. It, it really was quite, I'll be honest, when, when, when he tested positive, I said, Veronica, I said, I think we need to get this boy out of our house. And then she says, where's he going to go? Who's going to take a boy with COVID? You know, so many times our wives just, it's like, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I'm thinking, defend, defend, right? Protect, protect, protect. It's like, okay, what about this boy? So it's like, okay. So we prayed right there. Lord, this is in your hands, you know? And like I said, you know, things going through my mind. Not really worrying so much about me getting it or Veronica thinking we'll probably be okay. But what about my mom and Romeo? I mean, so, so vulnerable, both of them at that. And how in the world can they not get it? We even called a, a, 
a doctor that if, if I said, I won't say his name, but if I said his name, listeners would know it. He's a infection specialist. He says, I think you need to talk to the county and, you know, get him out of there, and get a different placement. And then Veronica said the same thing. I said, well, where are you going? They went, oh, yeah. So anyway, the bottom line is, okay, we kept him. We moved forward in faith. As Veronica said, she had him in, in the corner bedroom. I took care of my mom and Romeo. Uh, the other part of the house, you know, uh, prepared meals and kind of just, you know, put them outside the, the door. She could get them. And it, it, it was amazing. But it brought us close together. Was it difficult? Sure. But I really, it, it's a blessing. I believe things happen for you, not to you. It happened for us, for us to get closer together, for us to rely more on God, for us to love each other more, for us to love Romeo and my mom and this, this foster boy of ours more. And did I always do it perfectly? No. There were sometimes I kicked and screamed against it. And not literally, but, you know, figuratively in my head. But then when did the peace come? By giving of ourselves. By not just accepting, but embracing and eagerly saying yes I say, yes, Lord, I will serve, I will do this. And the times I do that, it's amazing. And then, like anything else, it becomes a habit, right? The more you do it, the more your mind changes and the mindset is, yes, I will serve, I will do this. And uh, again, it's pretty amazing. We're going to take a break. I've got some more stories for you talking about COVID in our house. You're listening to Real Presence Live, and I'll be back right after this. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. Honestly, I do the rosary a lot. So it's a limited time on the radio. Um, so, But I do like the talks. I like the people who come on. I like the new flavors of, uh, of interviews. Of course, I, you know, I love our priests who are on there talking. So the more people you get on there with, in different places, the more I feel different dimensions of my life are being met. Mm-hmm. So this is what I like. Just wanted to um, make sure that everybody knows that you know, we are called as a church to you know, evangelize. That's our mission. And this is local. This is all local. You know? This is our faith. Let's own it. You know, I was just talking to these guys here and, you know, mentioning, you know, it's in the air. You can reach out and touch these microwaves that are radio rays that are next to you. Just turn your radio on and, and be fed. Right, hear the gospel. You know, we own this. Let's maintain it. Amen. This is Melody Novotny from St. Boniface in Lidgewood, North Dakota. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. The world is changing fast and needs problem solvers and critical thinkers. Right here in your backyard, Mount Marty believes every student has the potential to serve the world and make a difference. We will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. We can't wait for you to see what's possible. We hope the future brings you here, close to home, at mountmarty.edu. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. 
Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Mosey, your host today, coming at you from the Fargo studio. I'd like to thank Eli again for producing and everyone else here at Real Presence Radio for getting everything together. Therese kind of got the show organized for us. Thanks, Therese. Oh, she just walked by, and I didn't even know that. Hey, Therese. Yeah, good to see you. All right. Well, we're talking about our COVID experience. In case you're just joining us, my wife, Tim Moser, my wife, Veronica, and I both um, had COVID. We've recovered. Um, the, the miracle uh, that happened was it, it was brought in from a foster boy. We have a foster boy. He got it from his mom, brought it to us. He tested, you know, he was positive before he even knew it. So long story short, I got it, and then my wife got it. Uh, when I had it, before I had it, uh, my wife decided that she would care for the foster boy and you know, kind of give herself up as the sacrificial lamb, to the, the person who'd probably get COVID, right, if, if you're t- caring for someone. And I was going to try to stay isolated with Romeo and my mom so we wouldn't get it. Well, I ended up being the one that got it first, you know, as, as God would in his way just say, ha, look at this. <laughs> but the bottom line is that... Um, we were just praying, right, all the time that, okay, what about Romeo and mom? My mom's living with us. She's 85. We, we took her out of, of, uh, of uh, Riverview just because we wanted to be able to see her. And, yeah, par- partially because, well, you know, we don't want her to get COVID. But if she does, my wife and I talked about this a lot, getting COVID is not the end of the world. If, if it's your time, it's your time. If, if you're going to go because of COVID, so be it. You know, you, you, you can't. I mean, obviously, we do what is prudent Right, we do what is smart, but ultimately it's in God's hands. And I think that's what this biggest thing is, has taught me is just to trust. Tim, it's in God's hands. Tim, it's in God's hands. You need to be faithful, not successful. You just need to say yes to God. Love the people in your life right now, as my wife always says. Things I've learned from my mom. You can learn a lot from your mom, your grandparents. Number one is that people are valuable in all stages of their life. My mom uh, grew up in Denver. And she had three brothers and, and a sister. And one of the things that, you know, was a hallmark, of course, back then, she was born in the 30s, you know, grew up in the 40s and 50s, extended family. When she was growing up, her family, uh, her mother's parents, so her maternal grandparents, owned a store in Denver there. And they ran the store, and her family, my mom's family, lived with them. And um, her, her dad's family was very close by, her, her, her other set of grandparents. So she had all grandparents close at hand, you know, the extended family. Again, it, it was typical. But what are some of the things that really made it special? Well, when her paternal grandfather died, she was probably only seven or eight years old. Her paternal grandmother then, what would she do? She would go around to the different kids that they had and stay for a couple months. And mom says, we would always say, we get grandma, we get grandma. They look forward to having grandma come and be with them. So far from looking at grandma as a burden, as someone, oh my gosh, she's coming, what are we going to do? They loved it. She tells me stories of her maternal grandfather, you know, who, who couldn't hear back in those days, you know, hearing aids were, were big and bulky, you, you know, you had a battery pack you put in your thing, you know, and but he would sit on the swing and play his harmonica and sing, East side, west side, all around the town, sidewalks of New York. And she remembers that. She also remembers that his wife uh, was kind of a strong personality, shall we say. So he, she said when she would start getting on him, he'd just uh, turn his hearing aid off. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So, but things I've learned, I mean, they're important as people. 
Because some people say, no, please, what I'm going to say, please understand, I am not saying that if your uh, parent or grandparent is in a nursing home or an assisted living home, that you're a bad person. My mom was there for many years, and quite honestly, we had no intention of taking her out until COVID happened. So I'm not pointing fingers at anyone saying, how can you have this person in there? Not at all. Every situation is different. And there may come a time when my mom needs more care than we can handle in our home. That's possible. Even if we have someone coming in to help us, she may have to go to a nursing home someday. That will be our last resort. We would not want that to happen. But I'm not sitting here saying that that is for sure never going to happen. I can't. What I am going to say is we're going to love her and care for her as much as we can, as long as we can. But are they a blessing or a burden? Mom has been a great blessing to us. Has it taken some of our time? Sure. Does it take extra special communication between me and Veronica? Yeah, as a matter of fact, right after the show, I'm going home. Mom usually gets up about this time, and I'm, I'm going to cook her breakfast. I'm going to be there with her, you know? That, that is something, but I love to do it, to get to spend time with her. A blessing, not a burden. As Veronica said earlier, it's amazing what she has done for our child, Romeo, and our foster boy. She loves holding them. She plays them. She sings old songs with them. And so Romeo now, he'll come out and he'll start singing, Little Sir Echo, and he says, Hello. And so mom sings that back to him. So instead of her leading it, he starts it. You know, and it's just, we have music every day at our house. Romeo is into music, into rhythm. He's got great rhythm, great pitch, you know, praise, praise God. And of course, I have musical instruments in our home. And so every day we do music, we sing, we laugh, we, 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 we do this, we pray together. We probably would not do these things. I'd be busy doing other things, and so would Veronica, you know, mainly work, and who knows what else God would have for us if we didn't have this. It's been such a blessing to have this time to spend with her, to see that intergenerational reaction. It's just amazing. And so we're very, very thankful, very, very grateful that, that mom has, has come with us. So people always ask me, so what was it like having COVID? Well, for me, it was, I had mononucleosis when I was younger. It was basically like mono. I had no energy. Uh, I did lose my taste of, of smell and, and, I'm sorry, my taste of smell, my sense of smell and taste. See, I'm losing my mind. But I, I did that, you know, and so for a couple of weeks, I was just kind of down, you know, like that. And then slowly I, I got my, my energy back. And my, my wife still, her sense of smell still is kind of, kind of dulled. So, you know, I, I don't know. What, what are the long-term effects? We don't know. Well, again, we leave that in God's hands. Um, glad we're recovered. Again, the miracle is that neither my mom or Romeo ever showed any symptoms. You know, we're thinking they probably got it at some point. Maybe they just were asymptomatic, you know. But, you know, through God's blessing, they just kind of went right on uh, thinking, that, thinking that everything's okay. So it's been a great blessing. If I could sum it up, I'd say, number one, it's a blessing, not a burden to have my mom with us. Number two, some of the blessings include bringing Veronica and me closer together, bringing me closer to my mom and Veronica closer to my mom, bringing her closer to Romeo. And it's such a great relationship that that strengthens Romeo as well to have that. And, and he helps grandma. He gets things for grandma. Grandma likes Sprite. So I say, Romeo, go get grandma a Sprite from the fridge. He runs and gets it and gives it to her. You know, my mom has orange juice every morning. Romeo, can you get the orange juice out? He does. You know, I mean, teaching him to be a servant and helping is wonderful. So that's been our COVID experience. A great blessing. And may God continue to bless all of us in whatever state of life he has us and whatever 
situation he gives us. I'm going to turn it over to Eli now. And Eli, before you give that preview, you had COVID too, didn't you, my friend? I did, yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that experience. You know, it was, uh, it was interesting for sure. Um, you know, basically figured out that I'd, I'd gotten exposed um, and then, uh, you know, sort of let it sit through the weekend. Mm-hmm. And then um, like that next, or uh, I guess during the weekend, it started to, you know, develop some, I, guess, I suppose, flu-like symptoms mm-hmm. and stuff. I was mm-hmm. like, well, I don't better go get tested and... Um, ended up getting tested and tested positive. So I was like, "Well, I guess uh, I guess I'll be working from home for the next mm-hmm. uh, next week or two. So it was um, it wasn't too bad uh, for me. I I find my I caught myself pretty lucky that I had also a pretty mild case mm-hmm. um, that I'd equate my symptoms to be more like uh, more like a bad flu. Okay, um, sure, flu, like sure. a lot of the you know the the tiredness and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I also am pretty lucky that I was able to keep working uh, from yep. home um, exactly. Back when the pandemic all started, uh, we transitioned to working from home for a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. or uh, actually more than more than a couple of weeks. But um, so I still had my my little office set up in the sure. basement. So yeah, exactly, just like sort of transitioned back in, and uh, so then was uh, yeah, it was just sort of I guess you know more family time was, right, was kind of exactly. nice out sure. of it. You know, because yeah. everyone was home and not running off to mm-hmm. to work here and there. So it was. Um, a blessing in many ways, right? Yeah, a blessing in disguise, yeah, yeah. I, I would say, for sure. Have you been tested for antibodies? I haven't yet. No. I haven't either. I, I plan on doing that. I, I really do plan on doing that. So. Yeah, it seems interesting. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Well, tell us what's coming up on the next Real Presence Live. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. You know, we had a great show today, a lot of interesting segments. Um, and we've got another great show coming up on Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. That'll be coming to you from the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Rapid City, South Dakota, hosted by Father Brian Christensen and Karen Gabus. They'll talk to Tim Henderson and Jim Kenyon about the Bishop's Golf Classic down there in the Diocese of Rapid City. That's sure to be a good conversation. Plus, Anthony Flores will tell us uh, more about his uh, vocation story and uh, and and what what has led him through life, um, specifically uh, being a teacher and all that sort of good stuff. That should be a very interesting segment. Mm-hmm. Plus, Father Tad Paholchek, the director of education, the Catholic National Catholic Bioethics Center, will join us to uh, to talk more about uh, his vocation story, bioethics, a lot of other good stuff. All right. that, a whole lot more coming up Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Right back Excellent. You. Thank you, Eli. Very smooth, by the way. And you said Father Tad's last name, just amazing. That was like rolled right off the tongue. <laughs> I'd like to thank Eli again for producing. I'd like to thank Aaron and Emily Lofi talking to us in the first segment about enthronement of the Sacred Heart. I'd like to thank the Deacon's Jim, Deacon Jim Hunt and Deacon Jim Eggle for all that. And we just had a great, great time here. And so I want to appreciate that. And of course, our first contraception connection, remember nature, what's the nature of the human person? Natural law. It's on everyone's heart, regardless of whether you believe in God or not. And freedom and truth. There is no freedom without living in the truth. I'd like to thank you. I'd like to ask God to bless you so much. And thank you. We appreciate it. God bless you. This is Tim Moser signing off for Real Presence Live. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.